Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to episode 120 of the Marathon Running Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk all about treadmill running. This is the Marathon Running Podcast by Letty and Ryan from We Got The Runs. Join us in our running community for weekly content that is motivational, educational, and inspirational, and let the Marathon Running Podcast take you from the starting line to the finish line and beyond. Hey, Ryans and runners, welcome to episode 120. Hey, ladies and runners. That was a Freudian slip. Is that appropriate? I don't know. Does it make sense? I don't know. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> we're Ryan and Letty. We host a weekly marathon running podcast. We host it even when we're tired, like today. And today, well, first of all, how are you, Ryan? I am doing well. It's a long weekend coming up. Nice to be off work. Long weekend. It's right before Labor Day weekend. And hopefully you're going to um, start ramping up some miles here because last week we signed up officially for your first marathon, which is going to be in Stockholm, Sweden. It sounds fun. I'm excited. Are you running with me? Yes, I'll be running it with you. And let's just put it out there. What pace are we going to be shooting for? Sub three? Four. <laughs> Sub four. Hours. Okay. That sounds uh, reasonable. Hopefully, you'll be able to take some time and make some time to do some runs during this winter when it's not so hot during the day or hot after work when you get off. Yeah, I'll have to be more consistent than once a month, I think. I think so, too. Hopefully, with all the knowledge that you've learned and heard of in this running podcast, you have picked up quite some tips and it'll you know play out in your favor when you run your sub four marathon. Yep. I am excited to go. I think it'll be fun and interesting. I, I wonder what the if the course is. We should look up the course. It'd be cool to see if it's cool or if it goes through some neat areas or something. Yeah, I feel like most of these runs that are, you know, major city runs usually are pretty good with including a lot of sightseeing. Yeah, it's, I, I think it's such a cool way to see a city and stuff too. So I think that'll be a lot a lot of fun for me it's like you get to run through and kind of see a lot of you see a lot more than like being in a car where you kind of fly by things and don't see them as, as much and you'll have some swedes on the sidelines yelling at you maybe it'll wake up something in your heart because you're swedish and even though you won't understand them i won't, understand. Like, <laughs> I won't understand a thing so you'll be training in florida during the winter which is actually a very pleasant time to be running and that brings me to our topic of today. Today's topic is going to be treadmill running. And there's a lot of reasons why people run on the treadmill, even the people that quite don't love the treadmill. Sometimes you just don't have other options. And, uh, you know, sometimes it gets really cold or sometimes you're a single mom or a single dad or you have your kids at that time. So you have to watch them and you can't really leave the house with young children to go running. So... 
And we were contacted by a listener. So this is a listener-inspired episode to talk about treadmill running. You hate treadmill running. I do. I don't mind it. I prefer outside for sure. But I feel like it's... I mean, I wouldn't want to just do it with no interaction or no stimulus. But like if you're watching a TV show or something like that while you're running, it's kind of neat because you can just like be distracted by the TV show and not even realize you're running. And also it keeps you at a pace that you'd want to maintain just because you can set it. Otherwise you fall off the back. <laughs> well, I feel like I have a bobblehead because I feel like I'm missing something in my muscles of the neck. So I can't watch TV when I'm running. It just doesn't work for me. Your head moves around. Yeah. You don't see it as well. You know, it's interesting. It's an experiment if people have ever heard of this before, but, um, if you take a piece of paper in front of your face and you shake your head around, generally your eyes will follow the paper just out of out of reaction. And so you'll be able to read the paper still. If you do the same thing and keep your head still and shake the paper around, you can't read it. Ah, interesting. I wonder how many of our listeners are doing that right now. <laughs> It'll be fun to see. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, so, you know, that's, that's one of the reasons I don't like it. I feel like I don't have that stimulus. It's monotone. And then also I don't have the mental strength to keep running on a treadmill when there is a red power button that I can easily push. And Ryan's in the background shaking his head, looking at his phone. <laughs> so, but you know what I mean? It's too easy to just push the red button on the treadmill that makes it stop. When you're outside and you are running somewhere, you have to at least make it back to your car. So at least you have to turn around and make it back that distance. So I think I'm just not disciplined enough to be a treadmill runner. But at the same time, I'm in a lucky situation where you and I do co-parent and I don't have to find an alternative of no running versus running on a treadmill. Because if that were the case, I probably would still pick the treadmill over not running at all so yeah i mean it is harder to stay motivated to keep running i think regardless i think it does you know you can potentially distract yourself more if you have like i said a really good show or or something that you're watching or listening to but um i do still prefer running outside too but if you don't have that option like you said or if you live somewhere where it's really cold and there's black ice and it's really freezing Or maybe, yeah, for whatever reason, it may not just be pleasant enough to run outside. You might like the air-conditioned house with your TV show or whatever. Yeah, I guess that too. Here down in Florida, I know a few ladies that choose to run inside when it's hot outside. Yeah, to each their own. Yes, absolutely. So for that reason, we're bringing you on Laura Norris. She is a certified running coach with a ton of experience, and she actually has a lot of experience herself running on the treadmill. So I'm going to have her introduce herself and we'll ask her all these important questions about treadmill running. So are you ready to hop into that? Let's do it. All right. So without any further ado, we're now going to play our conversation with Laura Norris. All right. So I'm here with Laura Norris. Laura, thank you so much for joining me. Of course, thank you so much for having me. Yes, absolutely. So today our topic on the to on the podcast is treadmills. So I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions ranging from is running outside the same as on a treadmill? Do you need to run on an incline? Do you have to change your stride and mental games, strength training, all that stuff? 
But before I go there, I would like to talk about you. Perhaps you can tell our listeners who you are, what you do, and how you are familiar with treadmill running. Yeah. Um, so my name is Laura. I am the coach and content creator and owner behind Laura Norris Running. Um, I work with adult recreational runners at everything from just beginning to run to um, Boston qualifying marathons, uh, 50Ks, and so on. Um, and I am presently wrapping up my master's in applied exercise science from Concordia University, Chicago. Um, I just have kind of the last few practicum and comprehensive projects left before I graduate. Um, I have been working as a running coach since 2016. Um, I'm certified through RRCA, VDOT, um, in addition to my master's education. And um, over those years, I've worked with over 350 runners, um, many of them for a very, very long time. I myself have been a runner for probably about 15, 14 or 15 years now. Um, I started running at the start of college and um, personally, I've qualified for the Boston Marathon twice, um, run a whole bunch of different other races and related to our topic today, done a lot of treadmill running as I've lived in you know areas with very unpleasant weather throughout the year. I spent a few years in Seattle, which was always nice for running outside, but then a few years in Northwest Indiana, which has really bad winters and meant a lot of treadmill running. And now I live in Boulder, Colorado. That's awesome. It sounds like we're in really good hands. And I can relate to you with the Seattle running because I used to live up there back um, in 2008-ish or so, yes. a little bit earlier, and did a lot of running. Well, did some running on the treadmill inside just because you work all day. And by the time you get off work, it's dark outside. And that was yes. probably my main reason. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like I have always been lucky where since I own my own business, I work from home. But even then, I remember when we lived in Seattle, having to like, I'm a morning runner, having to wait until like 8 a.m. in the morning, some mornings to get out in the light um, because it was just so such a limited daylight up there, especially in winter always made it really really tricky. And if I ever had to run early in the morning, for some reason, I definitely went to the treadmill because it was so dark. And like, at least our suburb of Seattle didn't have like tons of sidewalks or anything. So it was a real safety issue. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess I guess my first question in regards to this whole treadmill running thing is just from a physical perspective, perhaps we can jump into the good and bad pros and cons of running on a treadmill and just kind of compare it to what's differently biomechanically to running outside. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll preface it first by saying running on the treadmill is still running. Um, you know, sometimes some people think, oh, it's on the treadmill. It doesn't count or the miles aren't the same. Treadmill running is still running. Um, even though there are some slight biomechanical differences, you're still going through the same motion patterns. You're still using the same energy systems. Um, so I, I always think it's important not to discount treadmill running because some runners think, oh, it's the treadmill. It doesn't count. It does. Um, you know, and on the treadmill, a lot of times we will see slight biomechanical differences. Um, and those might be altered by how a runner sets the belt. 
Um, but some runners tend to lose their forward lean on the treadmill. They may sit a little bit further back. And by doing that, that kind of can change all sorts of angles in hip flexion and extension, knee flexion and um, dorsiflexion or flexion of the ankle. Um, so some runners might sometimes feel like they get more knee soreness or stuff on the treadmill. And if they are, that's because they're leaning back. But if you lean forward and you're really diligent about keeping the same form on the treadmill as outside, those differences began to, um, to minimize some. Now for a lot of runners also, they might notice the treadmill may feel easier than outdoors. Um, and that may be due to the lack of wind resistance, um, depending on kind of the area you live. Um, and it may be due to the fact that it's flat. And if you live in a really hilly area, that will feel easier than hills. Now, of course you can adjust the treadmill to get hill gradients and to, you know, kind of mimic what you have outside. Um, some runners will find that the treadmill though feels harder than outside. Um, and those runners may want to check their, their biomechanics. Maybe they're changing their cadence on the treadmill. I see that a lot is some runners will have a lower cadence on the treadmill than outside. And again, that comes to checking your forward lean, making sure that there's a good knee drive occurring. Um, and maybe even for some runners, not riding up too close to the front of the machine. Some people do that being scared that they're going to fall off. Um, but it's usually best for your biomechanics to be in the middle of the belt rather than cramped up at the front. Okay, perfect. So that's a lot of information. Yes. Um, you know, especially the hip flexion, knee flexion, dorsiflexion. Um, for people that do run on a treadmill, do you recommend that they do some kind of supplementing their running with a definite strength training program? Or what would be your recommendation to make it feel more like you're doing it on the outside? Because obviously a lot of us we have children, we can't really leave the house or weather conditioning won't let us go outside. So what do you recommend for those people who a lot, do a lot of running on the treadmill? Yeah. If you do a lot of running on the treadmill, the thing I most recommend is varying the incline, both within the individual run and within your week of training. Um, so, you know, when you're doing a treadmill run, if you don't change the incline, it becomes a lot of very repetitive motion. You're using your muscles in very some like the same way over and over again, which may not be how it is outdoors. So if you just start toggling the incline, even ever so slightly, um, it can really help use your muscles differently, kind of mimic what you would be doing outdoors more. An example of this is sometimes I tell runners to, you know, every few minutes, or maybe like when the song changes on their playlist, or if they're listening to a podcast, when the host speaks, and then it changes to the guest, um, toggle the incline slightly. You can just go back and forth with an even like zero to 2%. And if your treadmill has the option negative 2% for, you know, relatively flat run, and that will mimic outdoors a little bit more. Um, and then I often encourage runners, like if you're on the treadmill, and you have the advantage of being able to control the incline, do a hill workout once per week. Um, it can be hill repeats on the treadmill, or you can just crank up the incline for one of your easy runs and run on a steeper incline for part of the run um, to just have something different, to work your muscles differently and to have training that you might not have otherwise outdoors because not a lot of people live in places where they can climb 
for a continuous period of time. Those are awesome tips. So incline, anything between zero and 2%, maybe also adding some downhill of your treadmill allows for you to do so. And what other things would you do um, when it comes to doing a workout, the progression runs? I mean, I guess some treadmills you can pre-program for that, just like you would your Garmin watch, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. I think some of those treadmills, especially like the the Peloton ones and the iFit ones can have pre-programming Um, It can also be for a lot of people um, doing those Peloton classes or those iFit classes can really help um, make the treadmill running more enjoyable and force you to add in some incline variety, maybe some pace variety. Um, But with the treadmill, it's important to, to keep your runs with similar training intensity as you would outside. So like ideally, a majority of your runs should be pretty easy in zone two out of a five zone system or conversation pace. Um, and so if you're on the treadmill, you still want to keep most of your runs conversational. So you can vary it up a little bit as long as you stay within that easy range and then have one run per week. Or maybe if you're doing really high mileage, two runs per week where you do a harder workout, just like you would outside. Most hard workouts translate really well to the treadmill. Um, so you can take your intervals that you would do outside and do them on the treadmill. You can take a progression run that you would do outside, do that on the treadmill, um, tempo runs, etc. Um, the, the biggest thing though, is to avoid doing every run on the treadmill hard just because you're bored. Yes. And that kind of brings me to my next point um, or my next question, I guess, because earlier you were talking about when treadmill running feels harder due to maybe your posture, but what if it's about your motivation? I, for example, would say there's two groups of people like extremists, right? So Mm -hmm. some people don't run on the treadmill at all because it's so monotonous. Um, I, for example, when I get on the treadmill, I don't think I've ever done more than three miles on a treadmill because even when I initially set out to do six miles, I find it so boring and monotonous that I tell myself, okay, instead of an easy six, just make it the fastest three of your life so you can get off this thing. And then you have the other group of people who, you know, want to rely on these pre-programmed workouts and just kind of go with it. And for them, it's harder to physically run faster outside when it's not the band moving. So perhaps you can talk a little about a little bit about the motivation and what to do about that. Yeah. So I think it's always important to think ultimately, why are you doing this run? If you're doing the treadmill runs because you want to prepare for a race, um, that, that should be the motivation to stick through it. Even if it is a very slow six, eight miles easy on the treadmill is think, is this run sticking to my training plan to prepare me for the race? And then think how, how much do I want my race to go? Well, do I want it more than I want it to be off the treadmill? Um, if you're just doing it for health and wellness and fun, that's different. And that's where maybe, you know, your motivation is just to, to get a good workout for that day, kind of whatever strikes your fancy and just move and, those two will look a little bit different in terms of motivation. Um, most of the runners I work with are usually training for a race. So that can sometimes involve lots of easy, slow miles on the treadmill. And what I find always kind of works for them is just bring a form of entertainment. Um, listen to a podcast, have an audiobook, even, you know, pull out your tablet and watch um, a Netflix show or something. 
and just have something to engage your mind because usually what a lot of people get so bored with on the treadmill um, and whether it drives them to stop or to rely on a class is their mind gets bored. There's not changing scenery or things to look at. It's the same thing. So if you can engage your mind, the treadmill runs become a lot easier. Um, And I've even told some coaching clients, like if it's winter and they're doing a lot of treadmill runs, pick a TV show or an audiobook and you can only listen to it during the treadmill run or, you know, maybe run outside, but save it just for your runs that adds some sort of excitement. Like, Oh, it's my treadmill run. I get to watch stranger things now. Um, and that can kind of sometimes help with motivation. That's some really great advice. Um, kind of goes hand in hand with just bringing a strong mental game because it's yes. so easy to just, you know, the thing about on a tra- being on a treadmill, it's so easy to just push the off button. Whereas mm-hmm. when you're on a real run outside, you still have a mile to go till you're back at your car or wherever. So I think, um, you know, it's a, that's what some of us maybe struggle with. Um, so you mentioned a few things that you can do while you're running on the treadmill. You said watching TV. Does your brain get used to watching TV with it moving up and down so much? Because that's kind of my struggle or has been my struggle. And same as I've seen people reading on treadmill and that just kind of blows my mind. Oh yeah. I don't know how people can read on the treadmill. And I feel like most runners um, at the intensity they're working at, even on an easy run would have a difficult time reading. Um, I think it really depends on the individual and probably the quality of their treadmill. If it's an older treadmill and it's bouncing a lot, that that might be a little too much to focus on a TV show and maybe you do just listen to an audiobook. Um, but a lot of those newer treadmills are very smooth. Um, and with how bigger phones and iPads are now, the combination of the big screen and the smooth treadmill does make it easier for some people, but it really is individual. And if you find you're getting nauseous from watching a bouncing screen or stuff, that might be where a podcast or an audiobook is a better choice. Yes. Yes. And you mentioned there's a few really good treadmills. I know my brother has, he doesn't have the, you know, most advanced treadmill, but he definitely has that one where you can subscribe to something and you can pick the Boston marathon course and run the Boston marathon course, but the screen is still, you know, not the biggest, I guess, for it to be enticing for me and have to (laughs) literally surround me with it and make me feel like I'm really running that course. Yeah, yeah. I actually hit my treadmill um, as a few years old and it has that. And it has a, a not the biggest screen, but a huge one. And it actually is quite fun though, because the treadmill will change the incline with the course. Um, and it does just give something to look at. And then the nice thing with those is it will stop the treadmill once it reaches the end of the program. So it does give that incentive to keep going because you're like, well, if I just get to the end of the program, then I can be done. Yes. Yes. No, absolutely. <laughs> so when you're looking at a good treadmill, do you have some names or brands that you can toss out or maybe some more tips for our listeners that are shopping for treadmills? Yeah. So personally, um, you know, I think it really comes down to budget and space available. Um, but I found that in looking at treadmills and picking them out myself, helping athletes sometimes, um, usually Nordic track and, um, soul treadmills are some of the best out there. Um, some people really love the Peloton. Those can be really expensive, um, and kind of 
hard to store, but if they have the space in the budget, I've heard lots of people love those. Um, but generally you want to look for a treadmill that um, is able to support your running needs. So some cheaper end treadmills um, may not have the capacity to go above 10 miles per hour, may not um, have a very sturdy belt. And so you have to look at the tread each treadmill individually, even within those brands and um, pick what meets your needs. So if you're a faster runner and you know you're going to be going above 10 miles per hour on speed workouts and using the treadmill for that, you want to pick a treadmill that can go faster. If you plan on doing a lot of like trail runs and you'll use the treadmill to simulate some hills at home, you want the capacity for it to go up to very high inclines. Um, so looking at those factors kind of based on your needs is really important. Um, someone who's going to be doing high volume running lots of miles is going to want a more durable treadmill, which might be more expensive than someone who maybe is just going to use it for run walk a couple times per week. Um, and then it comes down to also um, things such as um, belt size. So taller runners may have um, like a longer stride. They may need more space. They may want to make sure that there's enough space between their head and the ceiling. Some treadmills such as Nordic track have longer, wider belts, and that can encourage a more natural gait for taller runners um, rather than feeling like they're cramped on a short belt. Um, so that's a really important feature to also look at. Some people love those really fancy non-motorized treadmills such as Woodway or Trueform. Um, but for most runners, those aren't realistic. They're very expensive um, and they are more difficult to use. Um, I think there is one study that found that um, time trials on a non-motorized treadmill were actually slower than time trials on a motorized treadmill. So you're putting in more work um, and that's not, that might be in some cases a good thing, but for some runners might not be something they want if they're using it day to day. Um, so those are kind of all factors to think about. And then of course, if you want the fancy um, features of the belt changing with the program or not. Those are some great factors to, to look at. And I guess a Google search would be <laughs> the best place to start by putting in, you know, your criteria, kind of like you would do with anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Google search, um, sometimes like consumer reports or stuff, um, covers that. I know runners world has regular reviews of treadmills, uh, fairly often. Um, but definitely like just looking at the big brands like Nordic track and soul and seeing what they have within your price point. Okay. And then you are mentioning non-motorized treadmills. I've never heard of such a thing. Uh, what are they? <laughs> yeah, they're, um, so the, like I said, the common brands are Woodway and Trueform and they're essentially a treadmill that is, um, it has kind of a curved belt. So the belt like does sort of a J curve with the front really curved and you um, power it by your running, not by a motor. Um, so the belt essentially will go at the pace that you're running rather than the belt, like rather than you pacing to keep up with the belt. Um, some people really love them, but they definitely are more difficult to run on way more expensive. Um, 
and you can't adjust the incline as easily on them as best as I understand. Wow. Things they come up with. I know. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So before we come to an end here, I want to ask you one more question on your opinion, actually. Can you train for a marathon purely on a treadmill? And I'm talking in terms of basically the paces translating. I know it obviously depends on incline and and all that, but what is your opinion on that? So someone could train for a marathon um, completely by running on the treadmill. I've seen people do it before, especially if they're constrained. The one really important thing to remember is paces may be different for you outside than on the treadmill. Um, and there's no perfect equation to figure that out. Um, because you can't perfectly say, Oh, just bump it up to 1%. And that makes up for wind resistance. There are lots of variables going on, um, with outdoor versus treadmill running. So generally you can assume that the pace is within probably a few seconds per mile on the treadmill than outdoors, but it would help to get a few, at least marathon pace runs or long runs outside. If you are training mostly on a treadmill for a marathon, um, just to get a sense of how, how to pace yourself. But yeah, you can train for any race distance on a marathon. You would still want to follow a very sound marathon training program, just like you would for outside running. Okay, perfect, Laura. Thank you so much. And if our listeners want to find you in, uh, on social media, how can they do so? Uh, yeah, so I'm on Instagram at Laura Norris Running. Um, and you can also go to my website, lauranorrisrunning.com. Perfect. And we'll link that in our show notes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Laura, for coming onto our show. And thank you for all this insight, insightful information on all things treadmill running. I hope people find it useful. I hope it maybe gives people some motivation to run, you know, whether or not, you know, maybe they have some inhibition or restrictions to running outside and maybe this will convince them to run. Exactly. And even train for a marathon, because as we now know, it can be done, even though it's a lot of miles on a treadmill. (laughs) (laughs) So that's it for today, guys. Uh, Tune in next week. We'll have something fun for you guys. And as always, you can join our Facebook group. We're the Speed Striders on Facebook. And with that, happy week of running. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, head to www.runningpodcast.us. And as always, have a great week of running.